So Donald spoke this morning of these two dimensions or phases of the Buddhist path of practice. That there's this part of the practice where uh, we settle the heart and the mind. And then from that place of settled stability, we look more deeply and investigate see clearly what's happening. We could say that there's a third dimension or a third aspect of this this Buddhist path, and that's the opening of the heart and the development of empathy. In in one way, it, it, it also, it could fit under the settling quality because the opening of the heart tends to help the mind come to more wholeness and stillness. And so just as um, the qualities of concentration, clarity, or embodiment are essential for our speech practice and uh, having facility in our relationships and conversations, the cultivation of empathy of a heart that is imbued with with qualities of care and warmth and kindness is uh, an abundant resource for skillful communication and um, meaningful relationships in our lives, being able to navigate this interpersonal terrain. So in the afternoons, we'll be spending a period of time Uh, specifically cultivating this quality of metta, of uh, unconditional goodwill, this quality of warmth or friendship that uh, we have as a capacity as human beings. So this is a a particular um, kind of meditation practice with uh, its own technique there are actually many ways of practicing and developing this quality of warmth and friendliness. Uh, the technique that we'll be using uh, is one of the more traditional ones that involves the silent repetition of certain phrases that um, help to align our heart and mind with this particular quality. And so on the handout that you have, you, you'll see on the top um, uh, maybe eight or ten phrases that are examples of some of these ways of aligning our intention with the quality of loving kindness. Traditionally, the, the practice is done by starting where it's easiest. So the idea is that we we think of someone for whom we naturally feel this sense of care and warmth. I'll say just a couple more words about about this quality. Um, First and foremost, it's innate. This is not some lofty, far away, quality that we need to work for years and years to attain. The Dalai Lama calls metta basic human warmth. It's that that 
movement in the heart when you see an old friend and your face lights up and you go, hey, how are you? So good to see you. Just that basic sense of kindness, okay? And even just hearing that story, I saw a few of your faces kind of light up and smile, right? So right there, there's just that experience um, of, of empathy, of feeling with another. So first and foremost, it's innate. Second, what distinguishes this quality is that it's unconditional. It's not dependent on someone doing something for us or getting, getting something we like or having things be a certain way. It's open, it's free. It's not tinged with a sense of self-centeredness or attachment. I'll be nice to you if. Right? I'll treat you with kindness if. That's not metta. So through the course of the practice, we discover more and more how to find this quality, how to keep coming back to it inside. And we, we, we find it and we refine it. We refine it from uh, the tendency to mix our kindness with a sense of conditionality. This, I'll, I'll be nice to you if. So the practice of loving kindness is meant to be easeful. This is really important. So the instructions are when we practice to sit in a posture and a position that's very comfortable and easeful. And we start by thinking of someone for whom we naturally feel this sense of warmth and care and friendliness. And that's like finding our home note. Anyone who plays music, you know, when you're playing in a certain key, you have a home note and you know where that, where that note is. So it's like finding that center, that home note. And then we make sure that we, we start to strengthen that note. We listen for it, we find it, and then we strengthen it using the phrases one at a time, silently repeating the phrases and offering these wishes from our heart to this person as a way of connecting with and slowly, one moment at a time, strengthening the quality. Over the course of the week, the progression of loving-kindness practice is to slowly begin to expand the circle of affection. So we start with someone for whom it's very easy, and then we move on to maybe a friend who it's also easy. At some point we include ourselves, which may be easy or maybe a little bit challenging. We move on to a stranger or a neutral person, someone for whom we don't have any feeling, positive or negative. We move on to someone who's difficult or challenging and then slowly begin to expand to groups of people and eventually to all beings, all life on the planet. So the movement is towards this expansiveness that the quality itself becomes unbounded. It doesn't pick and choose. I'll be, not only is it unconditional in the sense that we're not wanting something in return, but it's impartial. It's not saying I'm nice to you, but I'm not going to be kind to you. Part of the strength of metta is that it, it has this boundless potential. Kindness doesn't cost us anything. We can be warm and friendly in any moment, and actually it feels 
nourishing inside when we can, when we can uh, rest in this, this intention. And so maybe that's the la- this is the last uh, point I'll make in the way of instructions, is that metta is first and foremost an intention rather than a feeling. So feelings are quite fickle. Emotions are quite transient and changeable. Very few of us can feel a particular feeling on demand. If I say to you, you know, feel joyful right now. You know, can you produce joy on a moment's notice? So if this practice of loving kindness were about pumping out these feelings of warmth and friendliness, these kind of warm, fuzzy emotions, that would be tiring, impossible, maybe even a little bit sickening at times. So that's not the practice. It's a practice of aligning our intention, of aiming our heart in a certain direction so we can have the intention towards goodwill, regardless of whether the emotion is there or not. We can have inside the wish, the genuine wish for another's well-being to say, may you be well, you know, may everything be okay with you, regardless of what emotion may be present for us or what we're going through. So the practice of loving kindness is, if you close the outer door, it'll change the wind and the air pressure and the inner door will stop doing that. It's a practice of aligning our heart with this intention, one moment at a time. So let's do some practice together. So I invite you to sit comfortably. Again, it's generally helpful if your body can be symmetrical in some way so that things feel balanced. If it feels okay, I invite you to let your eyes close, turning your attention inwards. Let's take a few moments just to settle into the body, feeling the contact with the chair, the ground beneath you. You might notice the sensations of breathing I invite you to bring your attention to the center of your chest, behind your sternum. If you like, you could even place one hand over your heart there. Call to mind someone in your life for whom you naturally feel a sense of warmth and care. 
someone who you have an uncomplicated relationship with. This could be a, a teacher, a mentor, a grandparent, aunt or uncle. It might be a niece or a nephew. Somebody, when you think of them, you naturally smile inside. And see if you can get an image of that person in your mind's eye. Can you see their face, their eyes? Maybe imagine they're doing something that they enjoy or there's some place that they like to be. If you're less visually inclined, you can try to just get a sense of what it's like to be with that person kinesthetically. Can you get a feel for their presence? So holding this person in your mind's eye, visually or otherwise, and just notice how you feel Notice any movement in the heart towards goodwill or kindness. And then we'll slowly begin to offer three or four simple phrases, wishes that express this intention of metta, of goodwill and kindness. I'll offer a few and you can repeat them silently, trying out the ones that I offer or adjusting them slightly to suit your own authentic voice. So seeing the person, having a sense of them and from your heart to theirs, sending this wish may be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong. May you live this life with ease. May you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful.
may you be healthy and strong. May you live this life with ease. So choosing three or four simple phrases and then offering them one at a time from your heart to theirs. Aiming, inclining the heart towards kindness. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you live with ease. Finding a pace that feels easeful for you. Repeating the phrases. And then it's fine to pause, to leave a little gap and just feel what's happening. Sense the heart, connect with the person's image. And then continue with another round of phrases. May you be safe.
May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live with ease. giving your full attention to each phrase, one at a time. Be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease.
calling forth a sincere wish for the well-being and happiness of this person. One moment, one phrase at a time. We wanted to leave a few minutes for questions about the loving-kindness practice, uh, particularly for anyone who's uh, new or newer to loving-kindness practice. How many people here um, are new to loving-kindness practice, to this particular technique of meditation practice? Okay, just a handful. So... uh, any, any questions about the instructions or the technique or what we're encouraging, uh, encouraging here in this? You're either really tired <laughs> or my instructions were crystal clear. <laughs> or both. Or both. Could you use the mic? There you go. I'm curious about the use of the loving kindness practice with someone who has done a trespass uh, in my home. Yeah. So thank you. So that would that would qualify. And it also brings in the question of ah, do I create a boundary? And I realize the word boundless. Yes. Yeah. So when someone has uh, crossed a boundary or created harm in some way in our life, uh, that's um, a more advanced practice in terms of cultivating the, the open heart of kind- kindness and compassion and equanimity. 
so as I said, we start this with this practice where it's easiest, and then we work towards the more difficult people or situations in our life. The understanding and the invitation is to look and see if this is true for each of us in our life. The understanding from the Buddhist perspective is that um, a closed heart, a heart that's contracted with fear or resentment or anger or bitterness is actually suffering. That those qualities are states of suffering. And that a heart that is imbued with kindness, forgiveness, compassion, understanding, is a heart that's freer, that, that, that those states are uh, more uh, open and um, in, enjoyable for us. So the practices such as forgiveness or loving kindness um, uh, are for our own welfare as well as for the welfare of others. The... Um, the other point here that's important is that kindness doesn't mean being a pushover. Donald and I were talking about this uh, on the break. Um, being kind doesn't mean that we let someone walk all over us or have whatever they want. Uh, it, just, it just means that we have goodwill towards them, that we, that we don't have hatred in our hearts. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't be very strong or clear or even sharp at times if we need to be, but it can come from a place of love. Right? If a child's reaching for the stove or about to run out into the street, you say, no, stop, very, very directly and forcefully and even loudly, but there's no hatred in the heart. It's coming from a place of love and care. So does that speak to the question some? And we'll explore this more as the week goes on, as we, as we move towards working with challenging situations or people who we have difficulty with in our lives. Yeah, Kelly. You might need to turn it on. I don't know if I turned it on. just have a question regarding using the word you or I. Do, mm-hmm. do you have to use you or I, or could it be, may there be versus one person? Right. So, um, the development of loving kindness is a progression. A progression from um, a very kind of focused, intentional, directed experience to one that's more boundless and open. So that sense of may there be is the, is the direction of the, uh, of the practice. Uh, my experience, both as a practitioner and as a teacher, is that it's generally more helpful to make it very grounded and concrete and specific to develop uh, a momentum and a sense of, of, of real traction with the practice. So I'm, I'm connecting with this energy and this intention for you, for this specific person in my life. And then that, that allows us to really start to tap into a very, uh, a very genuine quality of kindness and friendship. So I would, I would encourage you in, in this stage of the practice to use, uh, use the pronouns you, or when we're doing it for ourselves, I. It's fine to say the person's name, you know, like you might say, Joe, 
may you be well, if that helps you to evoke the sense of connection with the person, to silently say their name in your mind. Yeah. yeah. We have time for one more, if there's, if there's one more question. Yeah, Jane. Does it actually help? Does it <laughs> feeling, actually help? Feeling, or that feeling of being connected with that person? Does it help what? Depends um, on what you're asking. Does it help cultivate like, a loving feeling for when you're with that person? Or? In my experience, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I used it more for like a feeling of happiness rather mm-hmm. than actually um, sending that mm-hmm. love kind of thing. Mm. Like I send it, but then it's just like, but it's making me feel good. Like, you know, that kind so, of feeling. Yeah. Uh, So the the practice of loving-kindness is to transform our own heart, not to transform the other person's heart. Does it it have an effect? Does it it help the other person? Do they actually feel happy and safe and at ease? I don't know. That's that's mysterious. That's beyond my, my knowledge. What I do know is that from my own experience and the experience of many, many other people, that this technique brings more joy and love into our own heart. It transforms our own heart. And then, when we are with other people, even people we haven't practiced loving kindness for, when we are more loving and kind, that has an effect. You know, if you're around somebody who's bitter and dejected and down, we feel it, you know? Maybe we feel compassion, but we also we can feel that energy. Right? And if you're around somebody who's really loving and warm and kind, it tends to pick you up some. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support Orin's work, you can donate at orinjsofer.com forward slash support. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.